Hey, everybody, welcome. The Great Reset is back. David Waterman, the executive director of the Midwest Public Health Coalition, on the show today as he is every Tuesday in The Great Reset. And our show today is brought to you by Executive Properties. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Aaron says Chris and his team did a spectacular job on the damage to my aunt's garage and siding. Kept us up to date on the progress and the finished product was amazing. Thank you for your professionalism and hard work. Hey, get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. And speaking of phone numbers, if you have any questions or comments here on The Great Reset today, don't forget our number is 701-213-0863. Again, 701-213-0863. Feel free to call or text. Now, again, uh, these shows are The Great Reset uh, not on Facebook or YouTube, uh, but you can go to uh, gfbestsource.com. You click listen now. It's all live. If you want to chat, just click the Twitch link in the upper left corner. And we're now on Rumble, too. It's posted on the GFBS Facebook page. Uh, before we get going too much further, time now for our daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Here we go. Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Um, <clears throat> why don't boxers have sex before a big fight? Why don't boxers have sex before a big fight? Uh, because they don't like each other. <laughs> ah, that was good. Oh, that it took me a second. Yeah. <laughs> they don't like each other. Um, okay, happy Valentine's Day. First off, everybody. Um, uh, VAERS numbers through February 1st, they finally updated them. Uh, deaths from the vaccine now, according to VAERS, is 19,115. That's as of February 1st. Um, I did want to bring this story up. Um, a bill pending before a Senate Human Services Committee would ban mRNA shots from going into the arms of North Dakotans or any other mammal in the state. Senate Bill 2384 would make it a Class A misdemeanor for those who violate the law. Senator Jeff Magram says he decided to draft the legislation after two of his aunts died from blood clots. Now, North Dakota Immunization Program Manager Molly Howell says over one million doses of mRNA COVID-19 vaccines have been administered in the state. Uh, when's the last time anybody got one, though? Uh, she also says there's a lot of exciting things happening with the technology regarding the flu and certain cancers. I want to know what that has to do with COVID. Um, after February 2023, the mRNA will be the only COVID vaccines available. Now, that means if this bill passes, North Dakotans would not be able to receive any COVID-19 vaccines. Uh, an amendment to the bill would require an interim study of mRNA vaccines. The committee took no immediate action on this bill. Uh, Paul, you and I were talking about this uh, the other day last week. Um, if, if they figure this is going to be the way it is and, and these COVID-19 vaccines are a bunch of crap, uh, could we sue Facebook or YouTube for banning us for false information? Because basically that's what they told us. After how many years of preaching that this is all a bunch of crap, these vaccines don't work, all they're doing is killing people, they banned us from Facebook and YouTube, now maybe we can get back at them because they're going to find out that, uh, hey, the Great Reset, they were right all along. Yep, there was another thing I saw too um, on the highway saying that uh, Pfizer, they were supposed to, uh, they had in, the FDA gave them until 
July mm-hmm. of 2022 to um, show their data as far as the myocarditis effects, mm-hmm. side effects of it. Well, and then they had to have it submitted by December of 2022. Well, they didn't, so the FDA just quietly, without telling anybody, extended it until July of 2023. Yeah, yeah. how they quietly can do those things. Isn't that amazing? Uh, I got a couple of more quick little things here. Um, Let's see here. More balloons being shot down. Uh, Chinese balloons. In fact, they shot one down now. Uh, Minnesota uh, Duluth Air Base actually uh, shot this last one down. Uh, what's next for Fufang? I mean, that was uh, city council last night again. It, they're it's getting crazy. Um, you know, if if they can, if they can change the way that they uh, what do they call it when they had it annexed? If they can de-annex this, it will be fine. Um, I know there are people calling for certain people in city government to step down or not calling for them, demanding. Yeah. Um, uh, the way I look at it is, okay, if this thing uh, does get changed and gets back to the way it was, let's just leave it alone. All right, let's just leave it alone. It's water under the bridge right now, if, if you ask me. Um, yeah, I agree. There's probably some city council members that maybe should get the boot. Um, Grant Forks now, and I don't know, remember if we talked about this last week, we now have a new director of public health. Her name is Tess Muller. Uh, trained railmen in Ohio. They're not talking about that. Paul and I and Dale were watching some uh, footage on that. Um, a trained derailment in Ohio with some very, very bad stuff on board. Um, so what they did is they tried to have a, a controlled burn because of all these bad chemicals in this thing. So they poked holes in these train cars, and you should have seen the fire. I don't know how controlled that was. Um, big shooting, another mass shooting at Michigan State University uh, yesterday or last night. And finally, uh, this is all I've got. Sleepy Joe's approval ratings now at 42.8%. So I'm done. Uh, we got David Waterman, Executive Director, Midwest Public Health Coalition. Uh, Paul Kronelka, of course, Paul, the producer here from Grand Forks Best Source. Good morning. Happy Valentine's Day, boys. Yeah, okay. Would Happy Valentine's get, Day. Did you get me anything? Uh, uh, no. No. You don't okay. have even a box of chocolates here for me this morning. <sighs> That's no, I don't. Disappointing, but mm. it's okay. I'll get over it. Um, we don't it's have been worse. <laughs> although, although at Christmas time, uh, Dale was very kind to share some really delicious uh, cookies, uh, and I really so I felt Christmas <clears throat> in. We'll blame it on Dale. Oh you know, yeah. <laughs> well, he he can't. Be. <laughs> okay, Dale. Why did you bring the Dale? chocolates yeah. today? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Dale. Damn it! Where's my Valentine chocolates? <laughs> 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 Yeah, <laughs> maybe if we'd got so, a hold of Dean, he would have brought him. Yeah, so, yeah, I, yeah. Where's Dean? Dean, just, <laughs> Dean was always really good at that stuff. Yeah, pretty yeah. soon it's going to be. Where's Dale going? That's uh, <laughs> uh, so the regular listeners of this show will appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so that. You know that the the shooting down of the balloons. What is the deal? They're just weather balloons, aren't they? Right? No, <laughs> I don't know. Balloons. No, they're not weather balloons. Um, uh, we wonder how long this kind of spying has been going on. Well, exactly. Did they just discover it, or is this a red flag? Uh, excuse me, a false flag situation where now we're putting up balloons in order to take aggressive action against China? Well, because that's what you know. That's what we started this whole psyops operation, which mm-hmm. you know we we started a couple of weeks ago, and then talking about what a false flag is. It's when you launch an attack against your own country in order to uh, attack the one that you want sure. to attack because then you're justified in attacking them, even though they're not the one mm-hmm. that, that did it. 
Did I? I don't remember. Did I tell you the story of the uh, of what I did when I was in seventh grade with these two girls? That that I, did I tell that story on on the show? These two girls. I, I went to a private school in seventh mm-hmm. grade, and it was like K through eighth grade. And so all in the same building, all in the same room. And there were these two girls who were probably, uh, I was seventh grade. They were probably fifth grade, fourth or fifth grade. And, and they were jerks. I mean, nobody liked them. Well, I, they liked each other. They were best friends. But they just made my life and the lives of some other people miserable because they just were, they were just kind of nasty to be around. Mm-hmm. My, as the seventh, that's my perspective as a seventh grader. And one day, they, we were watching uh, some of the other students had written a play. And they were doing this play. They had costumes, and they were dressing up and doing this play. And we're watching it, and I really did not like these girls. And I had this little, one of these little, I think it was like a little foam ball. And I was in the back of the room. They were sitting up close to the front on a sofa or something. And <laughs> seventh grade, I took the ball. I threw it at them. And I hit one of them. Yeah. And this just, it hit her, like, so her friend is sitting here. It hit her here on the side. And this kind of demonstrates the character of these girls. As soon as the ball hit her, she went, hey, boom. And she hit her friend, right? (laughs) (laughs) And then they started this little fight. And I couldn't, I I almost burst out laughing. I thought this was was David the Instigator. This is uh, David the Instigator. So, but the, the reason that I point that out is because, it's not the same thing as a false flag, but she thought that she was she thought that she was being attacked by her friend, and so she turned and attacked her friend. Mm. Sure. Even though she that was that was so it was a, it, like a reverse false flag. A right. false flag is when you attack your you get someone you attack yourself and make it look like someone else is doing it. So I attacked her, and I did make it look like someone else was doing it. It was like she thought her friend was doing yep. it. So then she went and attacked her friend. But that's how false flag operations work. And, and, uh, and they're standard. It's something that we do. It's something that other countries do. And uh, I think that it's evil because it's all based on deception. And it, it's to provide justification My grant for, for attacking the one that you want to attack, uh-huh. that this public wouldn't support you if they didn't feel it was justified. Mm-hmm. So you bring you bring the justification. My my grandfather on my mother's side, uh, John McCormick, joined the army. Um, he joined the cavalry because he liked horses. That was back in the day mm-hmm. when the cavalry was sure. horses. If you join the cavalry today, no, it's not horses. No. So um, he was uh, he fought in World War One and World War Two. Oh wow! And uh, he had an office in the Pentagon. He was a pretty important man. And he knew certain things. When you have top secret clearance about something or you know top secret mm-hmm. plans, you don't share them ever, right. ever. Right. You take those things to your grave. Mm-hmm. But clearly it bothered him some of the things that he knew. And one day he said to my father, who was also in the Air Force, he was an Air Force pilot. Okay. He fought in the Korean War. Uh, and so they're talking military to military, right? Army to Air Force he said to my father one day, I know things about Pearl Harbor that I can't tell anyone. I will take these things to my grave. And my father said, oh. That was like, that was the closest he could get to I a pressure release valve. What's that? <laughs> I wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah, I, I think that'd be very difficult. Yeah. But, that, but that's all he said. He said, I know things about Pearl Harbor that I will take to my grave. Wow. 
Many, many years later, reports started coming out that uh, we had intercepted Chinese radio transmissions and interpreted them and knew that the attack on Pearl Harbor was coming uh, at least a couple of days before it actually happened. Mm-hmm. And our president knew, and he chose not to do anything because at that point he'd already decided that we're going to go into World War II, but there was not public support yeah. for entering World War II. So he knew that if Pearl Harbor's attacked, now they've attacked America, and that that would rally all Americans behind the war effort, which is, of course, exactly what happened. Sure. It makes me just wonder, is that what my grandfather was talking yeah. about, that he knew in advance that, it, world, that we were going to be attacked, and he couldn't say anything about it because he was told he yeah. won't say anything you about You know, it. imagine uh, being uh, part of this Duluth fighter group who shot down this last balloon over the Great Lakes. Um, okay, imagine you're... you're stationed in Duluth or Wisconsin or wherever they are, they're considered Duluth, but how much action are you going to get? And all of a sudden you get a chance to go up and, and shoot down a balloon. <laughs> I mean, for fun, <laughs> I'd be, I'd be all over it. And then what got me is governor walls praising them when uh, he thinks the Minnesota national guard is nothing but a bunch of 19 year old cooks. So, um, Hey, at least uh, governor walls. And I heard they also got uh, approval from um, what's that douche. I mean, what's his name? Uh, Prime minister Trudeau up in Canada. Uh, yeah. So they got permission from him too. But um, anyway, yeah. So the question is whether or not fault, what, what, what operations have had happened in the United States that were actual false flag incidents, right? Mm-hmm. What things where when in American history have we attacked our own country or a portion of our country so that we can turn around and attack another country and get the support of the American people. When does that happen? And the question that I posed a couple of weeks ago on this show was, uh, is there anybody that believes that 9-11 wasn't coordinated by people within our own government? Mm -hmm. And that's the question on the table. And in order for that to have happened, the things that that happened that are unexplainable... uh, might lead to um, uh, might be might might be really valid evidence to point the finger in a different direction than the where it's been pointed. All oh, was those terrorists who acted on their own and they managed to take over these aircraft with uh, with box cutters and and steer them into the World Trade Center and then the subsequent collapse of the World Trade Center. If the buildings hit the World Trade Centers as they did, and the towers remained intact that would have been a a national tragedy right and there would have been hundreds of lives lost and it would be it would be horrible right Mm -hmm. but it would not have emasculated the united states in the eyes of the world the way bringing the towers down actually did because those towers were symbols of american strength to the rest of the world so now those symbols are gone you follow me? Sure. Yeah. So they had the they in order to have the the emotional impact and the the world the global impact that they wanted to have, the towers had to come down. The problem is the towers were constructed in such a way that even if they were hit by two planes on the same day, each tower hit by two planes on the same day, they'd remain standing. So that's a problem. So you you mentioned the the NIST report last week. I want oh b- before I get before we go any further, we could take a slight detour because we there was last last week's show followed the Grammy Awards and we didn't really discuss the disgusting 
thing that happened at the Grammy Awards. Did you see that, Paul? Did you happen to watch it? I just saw clips <clears throat> of it. Ah. <clears throat> what did you think? It was, well, for one thing, I can't stand that singer. Um, so I didn't watch it for well, that reason. I alone. didn't see it. I heard about it. Uh, did you see any clips of it? No. So what was the what were the clips that you saw? I mean, what what was happening? Well, they're basically like worshiping Satan. Pretty much. I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and did you hear about the the clip that that CBS actually tweeted out? We're ready to worship. Yeah. Oh In no, that was, that was and removed. Then they did, they yeah, removed they, it. Yep. Yeah, but they did tweet it out, and then they pulled it. Kind of, kind of like the halftime show at the Super Bowl. I couldn't figure out if, if those, uh, what was her name again? Rihanna or who, who the yeah. hell was on there? Yeah, Rihanna. I couldn't figure out if those were supposed to be a bunch of balloons running around or if they were sperm. I couldn't tell. <laughs> I think they were supposed to be sperm. That's what I me think and, so too, because me and my wife were discussing that. It was that. obvious she was pregnant. Yeah. You know, and, and nobody knew about it, but I couldn't figure out what are those little and who's the lucky one? You it know? was so dumb. It was just terrible. Anyway. <laughs> so so here's so I'll just just briefly divert from our current topic to make this point. Since I was in high school, there's been this concept that if you can produce some kind of entertainment that has that that shocks the senses, right? That has some kind of shock value. You push the envelope, right? You kind of cross that line into what's previously been, you know, taboo. Like, uh, who was the comedian, uh, the hippy dippy weatherman on uh, on Laughing? What's that guy's name? George Carlin. Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you know, he did a whole routine, a whole stand up routine on the seven words you can't say on television. You remember that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Remember that? I know them all. Yeah. I still remember it. And and it's not seven anymore. It's like uh, yeah. three now. Or maybe two. Yeah. Because they say the, the all those other words. So 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 the, the 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 question in my mind is what happens once you've broken all those barriers? And why do those barriers be, exist in the first place? Why do we have those kinds of social barriers? You know that this protect, is not protect kids children. And, yeah, for yeah, sure, children and 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 more than children, because if you look at other societies where they don't have those kinds of those kinds of moral social norms, um, you see a behavior that is what we would call barbaric mm-hmm. right? or prim- primitive, mm-hmm. right? So, in other words. What makes a society a society is civilization. Right? I mean, oh, civilized true. behavior, mm-hmm. right? You have norms, social norms, uh, where where uh, they used to the, the the phrase "polite society" used to exist. Like you, you don't discuss like North Dakota and, nice religion and politics in polite society. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's part of it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that that you don't. There's certain things that you do and that you don't do. Sure, and. And it's easy to sit back and be a deconstructionist and say, well, why do we do that? That's stupid. But it's not stupid because they, they, all of those things should involve showing some level of respect to someone else. Sure. Am, am I right? Yeah. You know, holding a door open. You talked last week about how you open a door for a woman and she, yeah. she, 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 you know, barked at you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so why, do you, why hold the door open for anyone? I mean, I've opened doors for men. I do, too. I'll hold the door open for them. If they're coming behind me, I'm not going to let it slam in their face. So why would we do that? 
Common courtesy, politeness. Yeah, yeah, you're right, exactly. And so manners. So so comedians make fun of common courtesy uh-huh, and politeness, sure. and they try to break down those things. And if we as a society follow that trend and we start uh, abandoning those values and those behaviors, who loses? If we stop becoming, if we stop being a polite society, does anybody lose? Is there any loss to anyone? Future generations? Yeah. Well, how about us? Yeah. 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 Right. If if nobody gives a flying rip about you, about what's going on, hey, you're you're stranded in the side of the road. Oh, get that! People are honking at you. You're going by. People are honking at you, flipping you off because you're. Yep. You're stranded on the you're road. Stranded. Instead of stopping to help you, I would say that's a major loss. Sure. And those attitudes, the attitude of looking out for your neighbor, helping other people, all of those things are wrapped up in these social norms, the politeness, the mm-hmm. North Dakota nice kind of mentality that that leads us to do those kinds of things because our behaviors inform our attitudes. And it, happen, it happens in reverse as well. Do you, do you follow what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah, so, so the point is, if we keep on breaking down those barriers, those social barriers, those social norms of what's, what's polite, what's uh, socially acceptable, and soon anything is socially acceptable, then we don't have a society anymore. I mean, we literally become the savages that we used to point to and say, they need to get civilized. Mm-hmm. Right? We become them. Do you think this topic is discussed in public school? No, nothing important is discussed in public school anymore. Come on. Uh, Aaron says, I'm less worried about blatant devil worship because that is obvious. Uh, the love is love. Self-love and pride narrative is much less blatant devil worship. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Well, and also, too, the, the two that were worshiping Satan on stage there, well, the one... Came, well, he came out as gay a long time ago, but then he decided to become non-binary or whatever. And then I think the other one that was performing was a transgender. So Awesome. Yeah. You know, I, I, I do want to know, and, and I'm going to backtrack a little bit to uh, the beginning of the show. Uh, when they're talking about the um, mRNA shots, uh, this North Dakota immunization program manager, Molly Howell, says over 1 million doses of the COVID-19 vaccine have been administered in the state. I'd like to know the the dates because i know for a fact that the numbers are dropping they are dropping people are not getting boosted people are going this is a bunch of bs we're not doing and i'm calling you out on it i'd like to know what the numbers were i'd like to know how many of these million of doses were done a year ago how many have been done in the last six months but another thing and and i keep going back to what paul had mentioned to me last week we should be able to sue. I mean, this is something that the Great Reset, we have been talking about this since day one, about how these vaccines, these boosters, they're bad for you. They're giving you blood clots. They're killing you. They killed my mother-in-law. They killed his grandmother. Are we going to be able to sue, again, like Facebook or YouTube? Or better yet, can we sue the government? And you know it's never going to happen. Uh, big Pharma, uh, the government, um, Fauci, part of the government, Look at, you know, we had a guest on earlier today uh, that owns some businesses downtown, and they had to lay off over 100 employees in one shot. One shot when COVID hit. Um, 
How do these people get their businesses back? How do they get their livelihood back? You got guys in the government, Fauci, whoever, making all this big money, laughing at who cares. I don't, I'm getting paid. I don't care if you have to shut your business down. Is this ever going to be, are we ever going to be able to get any of these, recoup any of these costs or anything back? And I, and I keep asking that. Um, well, no, because everybody got 600 bucks. Ooh, whoa, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, clearly the, the whole COVID narrative is a, is a PSYOP. And that would be a demoralization psyop. Sure. Right. And it worked. We talked about that last week. Yep. Um, I, I, when you have as much money as Big Pharma does, and when you have as much influence as Big Pharma does, because they've got influence in the media, they've got influence in the government. Sure. And that's all they need. Mm-hmm. So when, when you have like the news media with 40, 50, 60% of their, of their total revenue, coming from one place and it depends on the time of the year right but when they've got that much revenue coming from one one client are they going to turn around and attack that client are they even going to allow any news even if they know it's true sure that paints their client in a bad light are they going to do that i mean if they're 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 sponsors right so so let's say that uh let's say that um there's some paint store in, uh, you know, you come up with something. Come up with something that doesn't exist in Grand Forks. I don't want to slander anybody accidentally. A stripper bar. A stripper bar. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Let's say there's a stripper bar that, uh, that advertised on the Great Reset all week long. Right? Okay. okay. They're your, a gentleman's club. They're your number there you one. It's a gentleman's club. club. <laughs> they're your number one advertiser, right? Okay. And, um, and you do, and and and, boy, and 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 GFBS just explodes. I mean, you're doing a show, uh, you know, you're doing shows f- five hours a day, five days a week, and you've got all this money pouring in, and this and the the, the viewership is huge. But sixty five percent of your viewership uh, of your your revenue <clears throat> comes from the stripper bar. Okay. 65 percent that mm-hmm. more than half of the money that comes in is from that stripper bar and then it turns out that people start claiming that they're running a, a child sex trafficking ring out of the back of their establishment and that they actually are providing children for sex in their place of business and that comes to your attention john that's a news story, mm-hmm. and and they give you proof that that's happened. Right, right. What what do you do? Do you report it, or do you say, well, well, let someone else report it? Well, people should do their own research. What do you do? Do you because if you report it, what's going to happen to that revenue stream? Yeah, right. This is going to dry up. Yeah. So do you do you report on them? You know that they're damaging kids, that they're trafficking children. What do you do? Right, right. Um, I want to thank Dale uh, for giving me these numbers. God, this guy's quick. Uh, we talk about um, how these guys are, you know, the big pharmas, how, you know, and, and the numbers, uh, all the people vaccinated. Okay, listen to this. These are nationwide numbers. Pfizer, BioNTech, um, the uh, original, not the booster, but the, uh, the original vaccine, 398,659,220 people. 
got vaccinated. You know how many people got the updated booster? How many? A little over 33,000. Uh, you look at Moderna, that's their vaccine, 250,310,595 people got the original Moderna vaccine. You know how many people have been updated? How many? 18,741,705. That's so, worldwide. Yeah, that's worldwide. So, so it's 398 like million to 33 million. To the, yeah. yeah. So it, it's like just a tiny percentage of the people are actually getting the booster. So to put in perspective, those numbers, if you were to graph them, looks like the the people that got the original shot, that's like the original World Trade Center. Mm. And then the people that got the booster is what the World Trade Center looked like after it was destroyed. Right. And yep. I don't know if you can see this, but okay. Original vaccination <coughs> booster. Oh yeah. Vaccination booster. Yeah, that tells you quite a difference right there. Yeah. So anyway, all right. And and how many and how many of those people in the original column took it because their employer or their government told them exactly. you have to. Yeah. You have and, no choice. And how many of those people aren't even people anymore? How many yeah. of those people are dead? You a know, lot of, when, a lot of when you when you talk about well, none the, of them are because they're all GMOs now. Well, yeah, you talk about the <laughs> Pfizer Three hundred ninety-eight million six hundred fifty-nine thousand two hundred and twenty. You know darn well not all of those people survived. But anyway, right. so I uh, so so let's on the World Trade Center thing. Just to, to I, I think it's important to put that in perspective. And I'm so frustrated because I I raced I raced out of the office today uh, to, to 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 try to be here on time, and I left my props again. Again, John, I left my props. I had them. In fact, I put one of them in my pocket, uh, and then I took it out and left it. I couldn't believe it. But I was going to bring a, a little collapsing tube and a, and a wire, a, a piece of stiff wire, to show what happens when you put downward pressure on it. Oh. It, it bends. It, doesn't, it sure. doesn't collapse like the little collapsing tube does. <clears throat> uh, Dale, do we have uh, – I sent you some links uh, today. Yes, sir. Yeah, and they're all and and if we can, if you could play the first one, it's a news clip, and it's titled "A Huge Explosion." Okay. Uh, give me a couple minutes here. Yeah, okay. we're, I, I tell you what, this is a great time. It uh, is a great for, time. We'll, we'll take a little break here while a Dale finds break. these clips. Yes, we'll take a sweet little break here. All right. Well, you know, there's nothing better than treating yourself to some good homemade sweet baked goods. Yeah, that's where Over Heaven's Cakes comes in. Best cupcakes and capes. It doesn't matter if you've got a special occasion. Maybe you just got a sweet tooth. Maybe you're just hungry. You got the munchies. I tell you what, you're going to love them. Uh, you know what? You can order on the phone or you can walk in to find out more. While you're there, they've got homemade lunch and soup with keto, gluten-free, vegan, and diabetic options. If you own a business, today would be a great day to treat your employees to a little something special. It's their big employee monthly discount. Oh, for heaven's cakes, just go to the north back side of the Grand Cities Mall. They're open Tuesday through Friday from 10 to 4, Saturdays 9 to noon. You can call them 701-757-CAKE or go to oforheavenscakes at yahoo.com. And if you're looking for a cake job, Oh, for heaven's cakes is hiring. Now, be a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins. Oh, for heaven's cakes in the Grand Cities Mall. You know what? It's really not too early to think about uh, graduation cakes. Yeah, I know uh, we're only in the middle of February, but uh, graduation will be coming up before you know it. Oh, for heaven's cakes. 
Uh, you're going to love them. Uh, back on the Great Reset, David Waterman with the executive director of the Midwest Public Health Coalition, along with Paul, the producer in the studio. And, um, okay, what we were looking for what here? Well, I, I think that it's important because we've all seen the images, uh, and I don't have as many video clips as I would like to have. Uh, there are some very good ones. I'll just tell you, for those who want more information, there's a website called 911truth.org. 911truth.org. <clears throat> There are over one, uh, over 2,000 architects and engineers who have formed a coalition, and they're calling for a complete reinvestigation of 9-11 because of all of the anomalies that took place uh, on that day. When we saw those buildings collapse, if we believe the official narrative, the laws of physics were literally suspended for that, during that entire time. You follow me? They they were suspended. The laws of physics, in other words, are what they are. But they did. But if we believe the official narrative, just like with with the Kennedy assassination, right? And by the way, a little footnote. You know the word, the phrase conspiracy theory? Do you know where that was born? That phrase, conspiracy theory? JFK. Yeah, makes sense. Oh, if you don't think that J- Lee Harvey Oswald shot, it was a lone shoot, a lone gunman, and that one bullet, and we found the bullet, and they've got the bullet, pure, perfect, intact bullet, like you just pulled it off the shell. Yeah, that's the one that killed him. No. It, it, no. Well, what, what do you mean? Yeah, we found it on the floor of the limousine. What? No. <laughs> no, come on. No, no, you can't suspend the laws of physics just in order to... Kind of like having a world pandemic come from a bat. To proclaim a narrative. (laughs) (laughs) Or a piglin, whatever it was. So so the number of engineers and architects who are calling for this reinvestigation is uh, significant. Okay? These are engineers, like structural engineers Mm -hmm. who are saying, it's impossible. The buildings could not have collapsed the way we saw them collapse on the video. We've got all this video evidence and the NIST report basically says, don't believe your lying eyes. They do collapse like that. Buildings just crumble, and they look exactly like a controlled demolition, even though it's not a controlled demolition. It looks exactly like controlled demolition. It sounded exactly like a controlled demolition. It fell exactly like a controlled demolition, but it wasn't a controlled demolition. It was a collapse due to fire, which has never happened before in the history of steel skyscrapers. Never happened before until that day. All right, so uh, there's a clip of a, of a, a reporter uh, before the first, uh, the first building fell, and I just want to, just if we can just play that clip quickly. Ready for it? Yes, sir. This is as close as we can get to the base of the World Trade Center. You can see the firemen assembled here, the police officers, FBI agents, and you can see the two towers, a huge explosion now, raining debris on all of us. We better get out of the way! Okay. Wow. I'd never seen that before. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. So did you hear the words that he said right before they started running? Can you, can you play it back there? Right before the building starts. So a huge starts, explosion or a something? A huge explosion. Um, a huge explosion. There was a huge explosion. Ready for it? Yes. Go ahead. Firemen assembled here, the police officers, FBI agents, and you can see the two towers. A huge explosion now raining debris on all of us. We better get out of the way. Okay, See, no. I don't think that was a huge explosion. I think it was just the towers coming down, and you heard the noise. Okay, but you, okay, but you weren't there, and he said a huge explosion. Yeah. I want you to, if you can play that back one more time, and I want you to watch this time as you watch it come down, watch the debris that's that's come off of the building that's falling in the air. Dale, if you go to settings, you might be able to slow down the speed. Oh yeah, 
There you go. Oh, good thinking. Yeah. Watch, why don't you go to half speed, actually, if you could. Thank you. Uh, watch the debris that's falling beside the building that's just falling through the air. And then watch the, the they're actually much better. There's much better footage than this to show that. But then watch how the building itself is falling and see which one is going faster. It should be the debris that's falling through the air. That should be falling a lot faster than the building because the building is hitting other floors yep. and it's hitting steel, steel beams that are, that are upright. So there's tremendous resistance. At least there should be tremendous resistance slowing it down. But watch, watch and see what happens. Officers, FBI agents, and you can see the two towers. A huge explosion now, raining debris on all of us. We better get out of the way. Everything is coming down at exactly the same speed, whether it's falling yeah. through air or whether it's falling into other floors. Also, if, if, if you could just go back to the part where it first starts coming down, you can see puffs, puffs of smoke flying out from, 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 from the side of the tower uh, as it comes down. See, I could see debris on the right side falling faster than the building. Okay. Did you see the, do you see the, do you see the jets of smoke blasting out of the side of the building? But I, what, what, what caused that? I don't that, know, but I thought debris was falling a lot faster than the building was. No, it wasn't. In fact, they've well, timed it. it. showed it. The number of seconds it took, it took just over 10 seconds for the whole building to collapse. That's a 110-story wow. building, and it collapsed in just under, just over 10 seconds. That's freefall speed. It, it, it's maybe a second more than, than freefall speed, but it's essentially freefall free speed. That's impossible. That is impossible. You can't, if I drop a, if I, if I drop this ball and then I drop uh, something, a brick on this desk at the same time, the top of the desk is not going to hit the floor at the same time the ball hits the floor. It's impossible because the resistance would slow it down. In fact, I've seen, and I don't have this video, you can find this video on 911truth.org where a scientist takes concrete blocks and he drops one way, brings one way up high, way up high above another stack of blocks, and he drops it. And what happens is the block that, that drops from the top gets pulverized, and the, the first few blocks underneath it gets pulverized, and then it stops. Because the blocks underneath that, and, and that's with no steel reinforcement, they're just concrete blocks. But, but in spite of the fact that it's dropped from, I don't know, 10 feet above, it, it hits, and the, the support the supporting blocks underneath at some point stop it from going any further. Okay. Can, right. can Dale, can you stop that at any time? This current video? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Play it again, please. And then I'll, I'll tell you when to stop it. I just, there's something here I want. I just want to confirm this. All right. Start. You can see the two towers. Okay. Watch to the right of the tower. Keep going. A huge explosion now raining. Okay, look at the debris on the right side of the tower is falling yeah. way faster than the building is coming down. And and I just wanted to say that because you said it wasn't, but you can see the debris on the right side of the building. Yeah. Okay, go ahead, play it. See it all falling. Yeah, but but it's, it's not much ahead, but it is a little bit ahead, I guess. Okay. It, it, it Thank looks, you. They they could they could just as easily be connected together. They could, They're yeah. falling like this. Pretty close. Right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. The point is that's impossible unless 
you and so in a controlled demolition, and I was going to bring footage of an actual controlled demolition, and you could probably find one because Dale is Dean's not here, but Dale could do that uh, <laughs> if he looked up footage of controlled demolition. Um, that that actually, if it was possible to do that, that would be wonderful. That's because, what it looks like. Because that's exactly what it looks mm-hmm. like. One of the one of the, the the hallmark characteristics of a controlled demolition, which which you find on every single every single building where that happens. Um, is these pyroclastic clouds of dust. I mean, huge clouds yeah. of dust because the concrete is pulverized. Mm-hmm. It's not just broken. It is pulverized. It's the difference between smashing a block on your cement driveway, which, yeah, there's going to be some dust caused by that. Sure. But it's mostly just chunks, right? Mm-hmm. And putting a stick of dynamite in that same block and then exploding it. You're going to end up with powder if you use dynamite. You can use a sledgehammer and still break the block, but you're going to end up with chunks, right? So, so here's here's what a here's what a controlled a controlled demolition uh, controlled. Uh, I think this is a controlled demolition. You want us at half speed? Can we uh, um, we'll do a full speed do first? Full speed first, yeah. Watch for the dust. Look at the dust. See that white, all that white powder, powdery dust that's coming up? That white powder is caused by the explosive charges destroying the cement and concrete in the building itself, right? Okay. There it is. Now, can you, can you go back to the 9-11 footage? And let's just compare. Oh, by the way, wait, wait, I'm sorry. Play this, play this, play this back one more time. I want you to watch out. So this is a really wide building. The towers were tall, but we've got another building that we're going to look at in just a minute. It's pretty uh, cool watching these things go down. Yeah, watch how they, watch how regular they, speed? yep, yeah, regular speed. And you see that. No plane flew into that building. It collapsed actually a little bit slower than the, than the towers did. But there's the there's the pyroclastic dust. Now let's let's look at that footage that we get again from that reporter, who's <clears throat> who's reporting, uh, and that is typical. That's there's there's another uh, clip that I found that I I don't know if I shared that with you or not, uh, Dale. That um, shows a building that's being collapsed using a different method where they don't use explosive charges throughout the entire building, and you don't have those same big clouds of dust. But uh, you can play regular, stand, normal speed. The two towers, a huge explosion. And let, the, and let, let it go. For on all of us. We better get out of the way. So, yeah, just let it go. Because he's going to, I think at some point, he's going to turn around and we're going to get a, a reverse shot of the building after he runs to safety. Um, <clears throat> and we'll, we'll see uh, the dust, I think. You find it. He turns around, and what do we have there? What? What? Where else have we seen that color dust and that type of dust? We just saw it on the controlled demolition, didn't we? It's exactly the same. There are much more impressive shots from other angles, like one taken from the Hudson, where you see that those same dust clouds filling uh, the area around the the World Trade Center for like half a mile. There. If it collapsed due to fire, 
there's no explanation for those dust clouds. Okay, so <clears throat> um, there's a video that NIST did. There's an animated video, and I, I don't want to play the whole thing. It's 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 under it says animation video. Um, <clears throat> um, why don't you go until the plane starts going through? This is NIST's explanation of how the airplane was able to collapse the tower. Uh, that's not it. That's that's not the. Oh wow, that. Oh, I hope I didn't send you the wrong clip. Yeah, it, you know what? Um, yeah, it is. That's the wrong one. There's a video. NIST did an animation uh, to prove that the plane took down the the towers. Um, actually, it was it was reported by NIST. It was done, I think, at Stanford University or something. They they created this computer model of the twin towers. <clears throat> Let's see. Um, no, that's not it. Um, and here's the problem. I'll just I'll just tell you I'll, I'll tell you what I. Oh, there it is. Yep. Wow. Good job, Dale. I think that that might be it. Can you go go a little bit further and let me just watch? Uh, I want to see if we. They'll show inside the tower itself what's happening to the structure. No, that's not it. No, it's not this one. No, no, no. They take us inside anyway. <clears throat> You'll just have to trust me on this. They show the plane going through, through the into the tower, and and what happens inside. And um, and you see the you see for example a steel beam like this, and then you see the sheet metal from the plane fly off, and take out an entire uh, massive steel beam. With a piece of sheet metal. It just shows it just slicing right through. There's a problem with that. It's not possible. You can't have a piece of sheet metal um, slice open and destroy a six-inch thick steel beam. That, that, that's not realistic. That doesn't happen that way. I've seen a piece of straw get stuck into a piece uh, of concrete uh, uh, or wood in a tornado in a, before. In, in a tornado, right. And how fast was it going? I suppose two, 300 miles an hour. About as fast as a jumbo jet, probably. It, I think it was, it was probably going faster than that. Maybe. And, 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 if that, and if that was possible, then what we would have seen is we, we should have seen collapse immediately. Sure. But when we see the planes hit the towers, the towers don't even, from any angle, the towers don't even flutter. They don't even move a little bit. They stand stock still, which is an indication of what? If if the plane hits the tower here and the tower up above doesn't wiggle or wobble and the tower down below doesn't wiggle or wobble, what does that tell us? Just Just think with me, structure 101. What does that tell us about the structure of the tower itself? Well, it's pretty decent. Incredibly. Yeah. Incredibly strong. Because it didn't even phase it. If the, t- if the top of the tower would have gone, whoa, then we would say, oh, man, that did massive structural damage. It must have pulled out a lot of the supporting structure because the top part is now wiggling. But we don't see that in any, any of the footage. Can you play that one that says no, no, no? Yeah, that one. Because that's going to give us a different angle. Let's get to the. Let's get to the. Uh, if you could maybe fast forward to the part where we actually see it. 
I'm sorry. I, yeah, there we go. There we go. Okay, so 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 I want you to so let's 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 consider two different things here. One is the stability of the towers as they're being hit, and two is the theory, the theory that unburned jet fuel managed to shoot down the elevator shafts and remain there for several minutes after the plane made contact. Okay, I just want you to think about that, John. The theory, because you know about, you know something about aviation fuel, right? It's, a little bit. It's right. I know more so about concrete. You know that it's it's kerosene, right? So it's basically modified kerosene, mm-hmm. and I want you to imagine in your mind, come up with any kind of possible scenario that would allow, in this situation, after the building is hit, for unburned diesel fuel to shoot down the elevator shaft and remain unburned for several minutes and then suddenly explode. So let's take a look at at what actually happened on 9-11. I don't know what this, this, these things that they're putting on the, okay. So we see the fireball, right? Okay, just stop it there. Sorry, if you could just go back. I didn't preview that. I didn't preview this. I want you to go to the part where we see the the fire coming out of the. Yeah, right there. Okay, there, there. Okay, while that explosion is happening, and there's fire outside the tower, there's fire inside the tower. Now let's imagine we're going to squirt jet fuel down the elevator, unburned jet fuel down the elevator shaft from this event. I would just like some kind of plausible explanation about how, while this explosion is going on, unburned jet fuel is being forced down the elevator shaft and is going to remain unburned for several minutes until it suddenly explodes. How do we know it's not burning? How there's, only, there's only a couple of floors worth that are open. It could be burning all the way down in the, in the elevator shaft, but you're not going to see that until it starts to open up more. No, what I'm saying is the the fuel that was contained in the wings of the plane mm-hmm. is uh, is burning pretty fast right sure, now, sure. right? Yep. That explosion is going through the entire building. So unless you already had fuel or some type of explosive device in the elevator shaft beforehand, how do we get fuel from that plane unburnt down the elevator shaft and then keep it unburnt and then seal the shaft light the fuel so that it explodes and destroys the lobby of the World Trade Center. What what plausible explanation can we come up with that, yeah, well, maybe that's the fuel from tank one, but the fuel from tank two somehow, in the middle of that inferno, managed to get down the elevator shaft without being burnt. I'm just asking, is there a plausible explanation of how that could happen? Because I can't think of any. The wing separated and fell? So it would have to remain intact, like the tank mm-hmm. in the wing that's, that's flying at however many hundreds of miles an hour mm-hmm. would separate, remain completely intact, and then take a, the momentum that it had is suddenly lost and it manages to slide down the elevator shaft without breaking apart. You also have to remember now each wing is not just one fuel tank. Right. You remember, there are numerous Multiple. fuel tanks. You turn them on and off as you're in flight. Right. So 
possibly the one exploded, the rest leaked out because they were separated. And as the sparks and the fire start to slowly work their way down, maybe it ignited then. I Okay, but so, so, so while this is going on, so this is what I'm asking you. Everything is flying at the same speed, right? Each tank has the same momentum. Mm-hmm. So while that's happening, while that, can we just get a quick shot of that again, Dale? While that's happening... Some other tank is going to reverse course and not have the momentum to fly out that side of the building and, and somehow go down the elevator shaft without igniting. I'm just asking, is that possible? I don't know. I don't think either one of us is qualified enough to be able to answer that myself. I'm but... qualified enough. I'm qualified enough. Here, here's how. Okay. Um, okay. If you have a... It, and, and, and so are these guys, but okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> physics are physics. True. Momentum is momentum. Okay. If you've, got, if you've got people inside of a car and there's a jug of milk in a, you know, a jug of milk inside a car that slams into another car at 60 miles an hour... The jug, a hundred, you know, gallon jug of milk is inside that vehicle. And then someone later says, yeah, I found that jug uh, just sitting there on the side of the road after the, after the accident. Right? It didn't go through the window. It somehow fell out the side window and just sat there. A 60 mile an hour explosion. You know what? That is not physically possible because the momentum in that that 60 mile an hour that jug is basically flying at 60 miles an hour and the idea that it suddenly stopped going this way and went sideways out the window this way and just landed on the cement and sat there is impossible that's fantasy that's not reality that's not physics physics says that's going to travel 60 miles an hour when the car stops it's going to go through the window or it's going to hit the back of the seat or it's going to do something and it's most likely going to burst but now if we say, let's make that jug not a jug of milk, but a jug of gasoline. And let's say that it's not just a jug of gasoline, but it's a, a glass jug of gasoline. And that when it hits the other car and both of these cars explode, that somehow that jug of gasoline rolls out the window and down into a ditch and just sits there. The laws of physics says it's not possible to throw a jug of gasoline at 60 miles an hour and have it suddenly magically not hit anything, but just roll sideways down into a ditch and then start leaking in the ditch and then catch on fire later. Well, getting back to uh, tornadoes again, um, I have actually seen where a tornado, I don't know, we're, we're still kind of guesstimating with the wind speeds here. Say you've got 400 miles an hour, 300 miles an hour, the same speed as a jet or whatever, but um, how a house can be totally wiped off the map, but yet there's a kitchen table with a vase full of flowers sitting on there, perfectly like it was there the whole time. How does that work? There's so many things that happen that are unexplainable that, uh, you know, you you could think you're qualified. It's one of those things you just got to go... What the heck? Let me answer that question. You're talking about an object that's in that's 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 not in motion. You're talking about I'm an just object. talking about objects in general that where where you look at it after the aftermath, you go, "There's no way that, that could have happened. How can that happen? How can I, I don't I can't figure it out." But I'm just saying those are things we see every day, every day. That what in the world caused this? Okay, let's move on because I don't think we're going to get anywhere here. 
Uh, this is good conjecture. So uh, if you could roll the tape that says build... First, let me, let me tell you a, little, a quick little story. <clears throat> how, many, how many buildings were there in the World Trade Center? <clears throat> what do you mean? How many buildings? <clears throat> well, it was just two. No. But there was other buildings around them. No, there were multiple buildings in the World Trade Center. It, there, it, the World Trade Center was not the world... was not just the Twin Towers. They were the tallest buildings... They okay. were constructed as part of the World Trade Center. Okay. But there were other buildings as well. One of them, <clears throat> they're all in the same complex, and they're all part of the World Trade Center, okay? Uh, one of them housed a, uh, uh, a building called Solomon Brothers. Um, that was uh, like a financial institution. It was Building 7. And uh, my brother worked there. I have an older brother who worked at Solomon Brothers. They had a very fancy restaurant. In fact, excuse me, I was going to bring a prop to show you. Uh, it's, a, it's a water glass, very fancy crystal-like water glass that they would serve their guests with. And so this is a high-end, mm-hmm. high-end restaurant. My brother worked there as a waiter for years. <clears throat> and, uh, and he actually gave me uh, like a whole set. I've got only maybe one or two left of uh, water glasses from Solomon Brothers, where he worked. Now, he wasn't a thief, but the policy was at that restaurant that any time, and it was like a crystal glass, so the edges were thin. Any time one of those edges got chipped, they had to throw it away. Sure. That was the rule. And my brother threw away dozens of them because they're getting chipped all the time. So they're all, they've got this constant, they're constantly replacing these crystal water glasses because they keep getting either broken or chipped, and then they've got to throw them up. And, and so my brother Mark said at one point, he said, you know what? what? This is stupid. It's a little chip. I can sand it down, sand down the chip with some memory cloth, and now it's safe. You're not going to cut yourself on mm-hmm. it. It's perfectly good. So he, instead of throwing them out when they got chipped, he started taking them home. After he had a couple dozen, he thought, hey, I'm going to give some to my brother David and some to my brother Chris. And so we got some water glasses from Building 7 from Solomon Brothers. <clears throat> He finally quit his job there about roughly, a, I think it was like six months to a year before the attack on, on 9-11. Okay, so he wasn't working there mm-hmm. at the time that, that they were attacked. <clears throat> Building 7 was much shorter. I don't know how many stories it was, maybe 30 stories, something like that, 20, 25. Uh, but there were some really key, very important uh, offices in that building, in addition to Solomon Brothers, um, there was uh, the, uh, that was where the, uh, um, all the records for, for um, the Enron, whole Enron debacle were there because, uh, what, what's it called? The, uh, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the government organization that oversees the stock market, um, uh, what is that called? The, uh, Oh boy, my COVID brain is now no, no. My COVID brain is is kicking in. Um, um, anyway, uh, that was in that building. Um, the mayor's special fortified bunker was in that building. So if there's ever some kind of a you know armed insurrection, uh, there was a, a a a fortified place that he could go to in Building Seven to conduct operations and oversee the the city. Um, all these, all these things were in Building Seven. Building Seven was not hit by any planes. No planes flew into it. <clears throat> Did, have you heard about Building Seven? 
No. Have, Dale, have you heard about Building 7? Um, we'll ask John when he gets back if he, if he has any idea uh, what happened with Building 7 on, uh, on 9-11. So Building 7, again, was a building that was not hit. It's part of the World Trade Center. Um, uh, was not hit by anything. Uh, not, but then no planes flew into it. Uh, but apparently some debris from one of the towers hit one corner of Building 7. And there was a firefighter who said that there were some fires inside Building 7. <clears throat> he, and I watched this video, and I wish I had it. It's not a, I, I've not been able to find it anywhere. Um, maybe somebody can find it through the Wayback Machine. I haven't looked that way. Uh, I wouldn't even know how to search for it. But he was a firefighter, and he saw that there were some office fires in Building 7. And if you could pull up the clip that says Building thank you. This one? Does it say Building 7? Yep, uh, from your email it did. Good, thank you. Um, he said, we need to go in there and put out those fires, but the police were preventing them. They were saying, you can't go in. You can't go in. He was saying, What's, what, what do you mean we can't go in? We got their office fires, and now we've got to go put them out. They were not allowed to put them out. And here's what happened with Building 7. Go ahead, roll that clip. Oh, look at that. That's 9-11. Let it just, just let it keep rolling. There's building seven. What in the world? Some office fires hadn't been hit by an airplane. Pyroclastic clouds of dust. What in the world? Now that's a little different. What's going on? Um... Okay, so there we see the pyroclastic clouds uh, from this angle. That's really good. That's building seven. <clears throat> um, Securities and Exchange, SEC, SEC offices had all the files on Enron in that building. You remember the big Enron mm-hmm. debacle, mm-hmm. right? So... Um, so three buildings went down on Building 7, uh, on, on 9-11. Three buildings went down, both towers and Building 7. So what would, who took responsibility for these bombings or for these plane crashes, for taking down the Twin Towers? Who took responsibility? Weren't there terrorists overseas that took responsibility? Maybe. And what, what would they, I'm just wondering, so how, how would Enron tie in with these terrorists right it, I, 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 I i'm just wondering why I, would they yeah i don't think that it would okay i don't think it would sure but but more than that how did these terrorists if this was let's let's go back to the official narrative and the nest report how would the how would the terrorists cause building seven to collapse like that without even running a, an airplane into it how, how what's the explanation for how building seven went down right and- I, you know what there isn't one what I've got from the NIST report, they don't even talk about it. They don't even talk about it. No. You know why? <laughs> because they can't. They don't want anybody to know about Building 7. Um, so, so here's one of the claims that people make, that they say that, this, that 9-11 was a false flag, that it was pe- not the U.S. government attacking those buildings, but people within the U.S. government who made it possible to plant explosives and to set them all off as, and to create a controlled demolition of those towers, as well as Building 7, 
for another reason. They had a reason. The false flag is so you can attack someone. And who do we attack right after? Did we attack bin Laden? No. No, bin Laden was actually, the bin Laden family has uh, had, had ties for years to the Bush family. Mm-hmm. The Bushes and the bin Ladens were friends. You with me? The bin Laden family and the Bush family knew each other. Yeah. Okay, they're buddies. Yeah. So how do we get Osama? How come Bush didn't go after Osama, who's supposedly the one that was behind these things, right? Wasn't it Osama bin Laden that was supposed to be behind I these thought, attacks? I don't know. Yeah. So, so, so the claim that some people make is that it was... The claim that some people make is that there were certain elements within the U.S. government and within New York that allowed those buildings to be attacked and allow and to allow explosive charges to be placed to bring down both of those buildings, all three of those buildings at the same time. All right. This was posted by CBC News October 29th. 2004, 3.08 p.m. Central Daylight Time. Al-Qaeda leader Osama bin Laden appeared a new message aired on an Arabic TV station Friday night for the first time, claiming direct responsibility for the 2001 attacks against the United States. Uh, The militant Islamic group decided we should destroy towers in America because we are a free people and we want to regain the freedom of our nation, said bin Laden, dressed in yellow and white robes and videotaped against a plain brown background. Okay, good. So So he claims responsibility. So point number one, has it ever happened, in your knowledge, and I, I think that he was involved, but I just want to ask this question. Has it ever happened, to your knowledge, that a terrible thing happens, someone calls up the police and claims responsibility, then they investigate, they find out that the guy that's claiming responsibility had nothing to do with it? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, not even a copycat, but someone that just wants some sure. fame and they, publicity. They want their two minutes of fame They or want to take minutes. the credit, Yep. so they get the two minutes of fame, right. But they didn't have anything to do with it, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Um, people throughout the Islamic world celebrated on 9-11. Yeah. Bin Laden was considered a hero by a lot of those people. Does it make sense at all that if he wants to curry favor with them, that he would claim credit for something that he had nothing to do with? If he could get away with it, if he could claim, I, 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 yeah, when I did that. I'm the one that destroyed all these infidels. Does that make sense? Sure. Okay, so... Whether bin Laden had anything to do with it or not, I think the fact that he claims to have been behind it is irrelevant. What is relevant is what do we see physically happening on that day? So here's what would have to happen. There would have to be knowledge of people on the ground, people in high positions of authority, people who are getting the narrative out to 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 the news media, Right, the people behind. If if the conspiracy theorists are correct, there would be a whole network of people in place to make sure that the narrative to the news media, because the news people we're going to assume are innocent. Okay, we'll assume that they're innocent, that they're actually just reporting what they're saying. Who's going to manage them? Someone's got to manage the flow of information that goes to them. So they tell the story right, the way right. that, they, that the people behind this attack want it to be told. Do we have any evidence of that? No. Do we have any evidence of somebody controlling the media and, and feeding the media the information that they want the media to be broadcasting to the rest of the world, including to the United States? Could you please play the clip that says... Okay, um, but we got to make it quick. 
We'll make it quick. We'll leave on this. The one that says uh, Jane Stanley. This is a BBC broadcast, and, and I wish I had the actual, I've got the actual broadcast. I've seen the actual broadcast without any commentary. Right here? Uh, yes, yes. But there's somebody else that took this, and he does commentary. He puts in little words and little arrows and things like that to, well, make, the, also, to make the point. Hey, I li- yeah, audio is important. This is a BBC broadcast. <clears throat> now, if you, if you think of the, yeah, just hold it there. Hold it, hold, just pause for a second. Um, uh, that's a really good shot of, of looking at the freefall speed of the building as, as it collapses. Uh, and, and the pyroclastic clouds of dust from the explosions on the inside. Uh, but this is a BBC broadcast that was live, and it was recorded live. And Jane Stanley is a correspondent who is in New York. And you can see behind her, out the window of the building that she's in, you can see not just the World Trade Center uh, after, the, after the, the explosions brought the buildings down, but you can see World Trade Center 7. And you can recognize it because very, up at the very, very top, there's this, it looks like a big black bar, a big black banner. And you can look at any picture of World Trade Center 7, you see that exact same structural thing. Listen to what the, 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 the newscaster says before he goes to correspondent Jane Stanley. Go ahead and, and roll the clip. Yeah, with, with audio, please. Because everybody, once you have seen Building 7, there is no way back. Okay, so there's, you can, there's Building you you see Building 7. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you can try to suppress it. Yep, there it is. That's <laughs> where my brother used to work, 47 stories. You, you have seen it, and then there's no way back. It's, very, it's not very healthy, you know, to lie to yourself. No plane hit it. I say, no, I didn't see that. <laughs> okay, so you, 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 uh, see if you can forward to the you part where we think? see the BBC. There you go. Yeah, back up the building didn't, beginning of that. I didn't see just the building the, fall. Just the no, beginning. No, didn't. They were talking well, about no, it falling hold, before it even did. Hold, hold on. Go, go back to the very beginning of where he first starts talking. As we've got to hear everything he says. There we go. Thank you. Now, more on the latest building collapse in New York. You might have heard a few moments ago, I was talking about the Salomon Brothers building collapsing. And indeed it has. It seems that this Okay, is pause right there. Pause right there. He said, and indeed it has. They're talking about the Solomon Brothers building collapsing, and indeed it has. But we it do- hasn't yet. Right. Correct. So go ahead and roll, roll tape. Attack. It was because the uh, building had been weakened uh, during this morning's attacks. We'll probably find out more now about that from our correspondent, Jane Stanley. Jane, what more can you tell us about the Salomon Brothers building and its collapse? That's well, Building 7 right behind her. There it is. As you can see behind me, the uh, Trade Center appears you, to be still Okay, pause burning. it right there. Pause it right there. Clouds of... Oh, there it is. That's Building 7. Mm-hmm. That just collapsed. Yep. Except it Still hasn't. standing. It's yep. still there. Go ahead and roll tape. Smoke and ash, and we know that behind that, there's an empty piece of what was a very familiar... New York skyline, a symbol of the financial prosperity of this city, but uh, completely disappeared now, and New York is still unable to take on board what has happened to them today. Presumably there were very few people in the Salomon building when it collapsed. I mean, <coughs> there were, I suppose, fears of possible further collapses around the area. That's what you would hope, because they don't really know where to turn. Uh, that's the very sad thing. I think there's going to be a lot of very, very traumatized people that, that has hit them very, very hard. 
Jane, I think many of us, when we heard the news, perhaps on the radio... Now watch her, day, watch her feed. ...were uh, completely flabbergasted by it and, and just couldn't un comprehend it. I mean, it, was, it almost sounded too far-fetched. Uh, okay, so... Uh, um, okay, I was wondering go. what it... Yeah, let, let it roll. It's felt like for you being in Manhattan. Well, unfortunately, I think we've lost the line with uh, Jane Stanley. Oh, unfortunately, we've lost the line. Oops. That's it. Oops. She, they fed the story about Solomon Brothers building before it collapsed. And she said it. And oops, then they had to cut the line. Because why? Because they could see Building 7 in the background. We should, uh, you ever think about changing your name to like uh, Morgan Waterman or David Freeman? <laughs> <laughs> this is all things that, especially their Building 7, I had no idea about that. Um, right. And okay. there's a reason for that. Because the, the, the news didn't report it, except here, where they reported sure. fraudulently that indeed it has collapsed. Long before it collapsed. It was like five minutes before it actually mm -hmm. collapsed. But once he said it collapsed, they had to bring it down. And next week, we'll look at footage of Building 7 collapsing, and we'll maybe go back and look at the footage again, Dale, that you showed of that, that, that controlled demolition of the one building. And, and I want to just watch back and forth, and we'll compare how the building shifts just before it falls due to controlled explosions inside the building. Well, that'll give me a chance to uh, check out some more information on that. Uh, again, thank you, David Waterman, Executive Director of the Midwest Public Health Coalition, for coming in today. Uh, you know what? We promised you um, this show is one of those shows where you're going to scratch your head and go, what the hell? That's kind of what we do. I want to give a big shout-out to Live Vantage for bringing you today's Great Reset. Hey, if you take collagen, uh, have you heard about this one-of-a-kind collagen? Not only it replenishes your body, but it helps your body create its own collagen. And it does it by using natural products, and then it maintains it. Now, if you want to find out more about this amazing product, contact Stephanie Kronelka and Life Vantage for more information. Check out stephk.livevantage.com, or you can text 701-230-9306, or email skbesthealth at gmail.com. Uh, you can click on the link on the gfbestsource.com page. It'll go directly to Life Vantage, too. Um, you know what? Biohack your life with Life Vantage. Oh, boy, I tell you what. Have a great day out there, everybody. Um, be careful if you're traveling tonight. They're talking about some ugly weather coming in. Uh, we will be back tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock with your morning update. And remember, too, to like, share, tag, and follow us. All right? Hit that notification bell on your smartphone. You'll never miss a show. Become a patron on Podbean, too. A chance to qualify for some pretty cool stuff we give away. Grand Cities, what a marvelous place, right? Well, Grand Fork's best source is giving it an identity again. <laughs>